kind of nice queen up. shirts there. Uh, what do you see? I see, uh, see Magical oh. Mystery Tour, Johnny flaming Cash lips back there. Oh, I love the flaming lips. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah and I'm just, I'm just wearing they're, they're, the they're, they're, the, they're the most horrible, me, uh, they're the greatest horrible band in the world. I'd, I'd say that now, you know it. what I mean, you know, yeah. it's like. Yeah. They shouldn't work, but yet they do. Uh, so Gibby Haynes party. described them as uh, Neil Young on some kind of gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I have a good time when I go to a Flaming Lips concert. It's, it's the best time. Yeah, yeah. All right, we ready? Let's, yep, we're ready. Okay. Let's let's make this official. Here we go. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. That's what we said. <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. Hi, listeners, and welcome back to Yeah Aha uh -huh with Lisa and Phil. And of course, our frequent player co host, Aaron from yeah, California. Uh -huh. This week, we're talking to Christian Swain. He's the creator of Rock and Roll Archaeology with Richard Evans, which started in 2015. Um, Christian, welcome to Yeah Aha. Uh -huh. Thank you. I really appreciate uh, the introduction and nice meeting uh, Phil, Lisa, and Aaron. It's nice meeting you too. Good meeting you. I've been listening to this like, like it just blew my mind because I used to pick out little music podcasts. You know, I'd find them on Apple or I'd find mm -hmm. them anywhere, and you know, start to tune in. There's some ones I like, like uh, uh, Mick Wall has one that I like. Um, there's one mm -hmm. called the. She will rock you. I mm -hmm. like that one. You know, this different ones. But then when I found Pantheon, I found all these different <laughs> podcasts that were mm -hmm. linked together under one flag. Yeah, Ninety plus now, uh, music oh, wow. uh, related podcasts. Yeah, right. And uh, it's not uh, any particular genre. We're uh, you know we're we're genre agnostic, uh, as we mm -hmm. say around here. Uh, we like mm -hmm. all music, all kinds. And uh, we like uh, telling as many stories as we can from as many diverse voice voices as we can. We think, um, you know, music is uh, an incredibly important part of the human existence. And uh, we just want to keep it alive and keep it going. So, oh, what do you got there? I can, I can barely see that. Oh, Weird Al. Is that Weird Al? Oh, you know, I met Weird Al a couple of months ago. Oh, my God. We're going to meet him in August. How was he? Uh, oh, he is the sweetest, nicest uh, mm -hmm. person you're ever going to meet. Yeah. Uh, he's incredibly intelligent. He's yeah. very well-spoken. Such uh, just a, a very sweet, nice demeanor. Really pays attention to you when you speak to him. He he almost is, you know, sort of that kind of person who, like, looks at you and, 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 and is really, like, tracking uh, what you say. Mm -hmm. And wonderful wife, too. I met his wife. Uh, and... Uh, uh, we just, we, we, we had a, a great time and it was, uh, it was at, uh, Miss Pamela Day Barr's birthday party. Oh, very nice. So, yeah. Was yeah. yeah. Celebrities, uh, celebrities, uh, collide, uh, sort of thing. Mm. So yeah. No name dropping on your parts, Christian. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm afraid half my life is now. I always re refrain from that, but mm -hmm. it's just part of my oh, life yeah. nowadays, you know? So it's oh, okay. Yeah. It, you know, you've you've done it well. It doesn't seem braggy. Eddie Trunk has uh -huh. turned it into an art See, form. So. Now, yeah. exactly. So I, there's a high bar for me to hit. So I can go for a while. So <laughs> please, do. You know, but I, I, I must I must start with with, with a story, a little story on that. Yeah, the Pamela the bar story. 
No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I could. Uh, we'll get to that later. But um, uh, when I was a kid and my parents split up, my dad moved back to Texas. And oh. so all the summers we'd go to Houston, Texas. And, uh, you know, this happened around the time I was about 10. So when I was about 11 or 12 and I started meeting people uh, back there, I'd always get this, so you're from Los Angeles, from Hollywood. So, like, you must meet stars. I'm, I'm 12 years old. I'm like, uh, no, I, what are you talking about? I don't know. No idea what you're talking about. Well, uh, when I was 16, I met my first celebrity, and that was actually Brian May from Queen. You're wearing a, oh, nice. a Queen shirt there, Phil. Uh, and then since then, yeah, I, you know, every once in a while you get the, what's the celebrity you've ever met? And it's like, I don't know. How do I choose? I met uh, probably close to a thousand uh, now. So, you know what? You know, from, if you're from Hollywood, you're from LA. I guess you do kind of meet celebrities uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. left and right. Yeah. yeah, if you, you know, if, if you desire to. Well, you just say I mean, Jay Leno just yeah. driving down Sunset every once oh, yeah. Not yeah. Sunset, down um, Alameda and then up Buena Vista. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I went yeah. to watch the car every, every time. I'd be at the bus stop leaving my, uh, my rodent-themed entertainment company. It was... <laughs> <laughs> whose name we never mention on the podcast uh, but anyway uh, through that i mean i've met a lot of celebrities volunteering at like movie premieres yeah yeah i mean uh, yeah yeah easily if you, if you really want to more. you could do it like all day long uh oh, yeah. you know yeah if you live in la yeah, yeah. so the uh the flagship's show uh the pantheon uh, I, network i don't mean to is, interrupt you but can yeah. i get two pieces of housekeeping out of the way please yeah okay um uh the first one is uh oh i just wanted to say that one of the reasons why i'm excited about weird al i've been a fan since the 80s of course but um we share a birth date really yep well, uh, to add on to more Al, uh, because mm -hmm. you love him so much, uh, I was at his first show uh, oh, with yeah? his band oh, yeah, I wish. That, he, that he opened for Missing Persons at the mm -hmm. Santa Monica Civic in about 1980, uh, yeah. I, I want to say, and, uh, and the crowd threw shoes at him. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm willing to literally hit, hit, hit him right in the face. And, Ouch! Uh, uh, and, 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 and my friends and I, which, uh, by the way, I was there with my partner in crime on rock and roll archaeology, Richard Evans. Uh, mm -hmm. And we were looking at each other. Why are people? This is awesome. This is hilarious. This, you know, right up our mm -hmm. sense of humor. I guess a lot of people didn't really get it and didn't really care. Yeah. Um, so I, I told Al that when I when I when I met him, and he said. You didn't throw any shoes. I said, no, no, no. We we, we did not throw any yeah. shoes. In fact, we were upset that people were throwing shoes. That's we a weird venue. Them. I saw my first fish show there. Why exactly were they throwing shoes? Oh, where? In, in 94? Santa Monica Civic. Yeah, yeah, December 10th, 94. Wow. Um, uh, Dave Matthews opened, but I didn't get there in time for the opener. But um, wow, the whole floor is kind of I, I don't think I've ever seen fish that's, with an opener. That's, uh, that's uh, 94 for you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I can only imagine they were throwing shoes for the same reason at that, at that press conference that George W. Bush held. <laughs> in Baghdad, it, it was a, a show of disapproval. Yeah. <laughs> well, as you know, especially back in the day, was being that an a opener, press conference or was that the yeah. UN? Never a fun time. Uh, it was a press conference, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm just teasing. Yeah. <laughs> there was a guy that took his shoe off at the UN to make Chris a Jeff, point. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, for right, sure. yeah, yeah. yeah. He was just making a um, point, though. That's the other, the <laughs> other thing is, I wanted to say that when uh, Rock and Roll Heaven with Lindley, yeah, Lindley Alec, uh, and Will Will. Yeah. We're on our podcast. We accidentally called them, I accidentally called them rock and roll archaeology. <laughs> um, and then I called TJ JT. Oh. And I forgot Will's, the rest of Will's name. So I just said, Will. Um, Will you speak the thrill? Will I am. <laughs> Will I am. Right? Yeah. Well, Aaron has Will. become such a big okay. friend. Of, they, uh, they hike together. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. He, then, yeah. Right. He joined but, uh, my Friday night hiking group, so I see him most Friday nights. Oh, and where's the hiking take place? Up in the Santa Monica Mountains? Mostly. Yeah. 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 Sometimes good, Griffith good Park, place. sometimes yeah, Griffith the Park. San Gabriels. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Once in a while, Santa Susanas. Go up, go up Griffith Park, uh, do a little hike, and then uh, catch the show at the Greek Theater uh, on your way back, or uh, or go to the Lazarium at the uh, yeah. at the observatory, huh? We, uh, we hiked... Uh, Runyon Canyon or Trebek Open Space to Runyon Canyon and uh, St. Vincent was playing at Hollywood Bowl that night and you could hear oh, so like, you could hear yeah you could hear well you could hear bass notes and a little yeah, bit of vocals yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah but that's um that's my son's favorite artist so it was kind of cool he was with us too how old is your son 20 oh good yeah yeah it's just it's important for him to be an adult for being over 20 yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all of his kids are over eighteen now. Yeah, congratulations. Got two boys it. and a girl. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, you survived. Two grand, two grandsons. Oh wow! Oh yeah. We're working on the next generation. Yeah. yeah. The, the new dudes. How about you, Christian? <laughs> uh, I have a son, twenty-two now, uh, mm -hmm. and he just uh, finished. Uh, college and is uh, just uh, taking a year off to kind of work and do mm -hmm. his thing and figure out what he wants to do next. Got you. Yeah, he's awesome. up in Portland too. So uh, cool. uh, so that's nice. Yeah. Is he musically yeah. inclined? So no grandchildren. Oh, is he, uh, like music? Um, you know, uh, <laughs> I think we all uh, rebel against our fathers. So uh, <laughs> uh, uh, he, um, uh, he's very much into hip hop. Uh, and uh, it, it, as a as a as a teenager, definitely it was all hip hop. Oh yeah, to the to the point where uh, yeah. he play he he does play guitar, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, you know we we sent him to uh, band camp for a couple of summers, and he mm -hmm. enjoyed that and played in a couple of different bands. But when he was in eighth grade, he got asked to be in a a little band for the talent show. Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently he didn't want to do it. And we got a call one night from a parent saying, hey, you know, uh, my son or daughter is, uh, you know, really wants to do this talent show. And they really want Michael to play guitar. Can, can you talk to him about it? And maybe, you know, kind of see if maybe he could do it for us. We said, yeah, sure. He plays guitar. No problem. So dinner table, we say, hey, uh, Michael, we got a call from so-and-so's mom or dad. And mm -hmm. um you know they uh they're wondering why why you won't play guitar in this band and he just stopped and looked at me and said rock and roll is just not cool 
<laughs> oh my goodness. You want to talk about a stab in the heart. Yeah, yeah uh, right. For somebody like me, you know, now mm -hmm. he's come along. Okay. In the last couple of years, it's like a lot of classic rock. He's, you know, we all, we all rebel and then we kind of right. come back and go, oh, you know, maybe mom and dad weren't that dumb after all. Right. Or here's yeah. a sample yeah. or something like that in a rap, you know, something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, at the same time, he's turned me on to some really great hip hop. And, uh, okay. you know, I think he turned me on to Kendrick Lamar was the first person who kind of included. Oh, well, yeah. And many right. others. So, you know, it goes both ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we should talk about the flagship program for um, Pantheon, and that is rock and roll archaeology. And it looks like you started around 2015, and it's an ongoing project, right? I mean, the most yeah. recent one was about Lisa's favorite band, the ins the Insane Clown Posse. I, I wouldn't say she, I do enjoy the yeah. Insane Clown Posse's music. Yeah, she came on one time, mm -hmm. so she's a juggalo, yeah. right here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, yeah. good. Oh, very nice <laughs> to meet you. Uh, I haven't uh, I haven't seen uh, your uh, I haven't heard your uh, your podcast about that, but I do want to. Yeah. You know, nice to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well I had a cousin who recommended. Um, Three bands to me, Slipknot, Guar, and uh, Insane Clown Posse. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, I think he was screwing around so with somebody who really enjoys the horror. Exactly yeah. look uh, like an Insane Clown you Posse. Might, you might want to check out Jackal. You don't expect to yeah, see me in yeah, that that's crowd. Another, yeah, oh, she's yeah, seen yeah. Jackal, I think. Yeah. 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 I think your well, next and, step and is Swedish yes, death metal after that. Yeah, that's pretty much. And, um, at least, at least actually, those guys know it's all a joke, not those Swedish guys. They all think oh, I, I have actually enjoyed some Slipknot and some um, some yeah. some insane South clown posse. <laughs> we we can just say ICP if you want. ICP. Right. Oh, to ICP. Say, yeah. Okay. Uh, as as far as Guar goes, um, well, I I stopped wearing assless chaps a while ago, so you know. Oh. We we we've, we've broken. Yeah. We've broken. Um, yeah, uh, had it pointed out to me that all chaps are assless. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It's just a matter if you're wearing the pants or not. Right, yeah. exactly. All but, right, rock and roll archaeology. How did we start? What did we every do? Why are we still okay. doing it? Yeah. Um, You've listened to every episode, Phil? I have listened. It's been a while because, like I said, I picked this up like in the beginning of the pandemic. I listened to the whole cycle. And then preparing for this, I listened to the first three episodes and the last one again. So, oh, wow. wow. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, we, we, you know, the, the whole Pantheon uh, world kind of begins. I would call it more the cornerstone than flagship uh, uh, mm -hmm. podcast now. Uh, Rock and Archaeology is a uh, chronological telling of uh, history of music of the late 20th century, of which I think historians will call it the rock and roll age, uh, if you will. It's just a good name, and that kind of uh, sat around from not long after uh, the end of uh, World War II. Uh, you know, it starts 54, 55, uh, depending on who you're asking, and, you know, goes pretty strong and, until about uh, 2000, 2003. Um, the last number one rock album uh, in the traditional charts uh, was uh, Green Day's American Idiot in 2004, and there's not been a number one rock and roll album uh, since. You can't count, like, Paul McCartney's album that showed up for a day or Bob Dylan's album that showed up for yeah. a day. Uh, you know, how the charts are calculated today is very, very different. Uh, you know, I mean, it, you know, uh, most people actually kind of count the Spotify top 25 
uh, as really what's really happening in uh, music consumption. And you, you know, you barely see rock even get into that, much less be a, a, a top one. Um, so, you know, but that's a, that's a good 50 uh, plus year uh, run for a musical art form. That is a long, long time. And so, <clears throat> you know, uh, we have taken what is the music and coupled that with the technological changes and the cultural shifts that occurred. And that's really what it's about. It's uh, uh, Richard and I kind of argue, uh, if you will, uh, you know, I call it a history show disguised as a music show and he calls it a music show disguised as a history show. So, uh, so it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, we really are trying to show that, uh, you know, this music was really special uh, these uh, artists that, uh, you know, uh, lived in that world at that time achieved a degree of success that musicians had never seen before. Musicians were never considered the elites of any society prior, mm -hmm. and they won't be in the, in the future. Um, you know, uh, some people come to me and say, oh, well, what is the music of today? And yeah, there's plenty of great music out there. Don't get me wrong. There's, in fact, there's almost too much great music out there. Right. Exactly. Um, it's overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. But um, uh, the fact is, is that these folks achieved, uh, you know, what we call the rock star status. And in fact, you can think of them as Olympian gods uh, for a, a very short period of time, you know, having private jets and living in giant mansions and things like yeah. that, you know, that's, uh, that age is come and gone. And so again, people say, you know, what is the music, uh, that people are, that are, what's the next thing that's going to be that? And I said, well, it's not music, it's social media or, you know, influencers and things like that. Music is now into the background again, um, <clears throat> being utilized to enhance those other, uh, entertainment forms. So I'm, I'm going to make an analogy here because it's baseball season, right? Mm -hmm. So see if this works because I've been thinking about this today. When in 19 wait a minute, wait a minute. What is this baseball you speak of? Okay, well, let me. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So don't don't ask that question. Yeah. Not in this. Not in me, this group. You throw me a curveball now. All right. So, uh, I know what a curveball is. These <laughs> two are in one of the oldest rotisserie baseball leagues in the country. Oh really? Wow. But, so you two my, are you two are the ones that are keeping baseball alive. That's right. Yeah. My kids are like you. They don't know the rules. Right. Two of about twelve people. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I know baseball pretty well. I grew up on baseball myself. Yeah. But, so, okay. So, what's, what's the analogy? The past time. The past time. Yes, let's hear the analogy. In 1927, yep. Babe Ruth hit. The Yankees. Oh, the, the uh, uh, Murderer's Row. Yes. Right. Yes. 60 home runs, right? Yeah. <laughs> the number two guy hit was in the teens. I couldn't find out who number two was, but maybe Ty Cobb or somebody. Mm -hmm. Somebody. Yeah. Somebody that's equally impressive. Uh, was, was, it, was it Roger Maris who hit 60 home runs? And then uh, yeah, that was that was years later, though. Was 62, it was 60, yeah. 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 So with in rock and roll, when you think about the crooners of the 40s, you know, Frank Sinatra, mm -hmm. uh, Tony Bennett, I guess. Well, we, that might be too early for him. A little bit later, but yeah, but yeah. fits in that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Benny mm -hmm. Goodman. Tommy, Tommy Dorsey, Benny Gib Goodman. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, the transition to rock and roll was about as dramatic as the tradition and the power numbers that Babe Ruth established for baseball. Mm -hmm. So who is the Babe Ruth of rock and roll? Who's the Babe Ruth of rock and roll? Wow, that is so who a hit, great Who hit question. 60 home runs when the next person I, I, hit? 
fewer than I think 20. There may be one obvious candidate, but I think that there's, there's yeah, I've got my are you thinking now. of a specific person or a group? I would say a group comes to my mind. I have two answers and they're both specific people. Well, it mm -hmm. depends on how you want to calculate. Do you want to just right. talk about chart success? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, or, you know, um, I mean, I mean, if yeah. it's a group, there's really only one that fits at the Mount mm -hmm. Rushmore of yeah. rock and roll. And that's the fat of the fat. The, the Beatles. Uh, right. The, but they, right. but okay, would there be a Beatles if there wasn't an Elvis? Let me give you right. my channel. Exactly. Well, there wouldn't be a Beatles if there wasn't an Elvis and a Little Richard and, and a Little Chuck Richard. Barry. Those, uh, those yeah. are the so, two. Mm -hmm. Elvis and yeah. Little Richard, the two individuals. Now that's right. an interesting Chuck Berry's Chuck, yeah. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck, Chuck is the father of rock and roll. He so, is. Uh, and yeah. Can we get that Rob Mount Rushmore? <laughs> yeah. So, I was, so it, it, if it if it's just strictly on influence and significance and like again, who's going to be around five hundred years from now, like like Mozart or Beethoven or or somebody like that, yeah. or Babe um, Ruth, you know, yeah, 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 or Babe Ruth, yeah, yeah, you, you know, you're talking the Beatles uh, are there. Bob Dylan uh, fits into yeah. that uh, category as well. Uh, I, we're we're real big fans of Joni Mitchell and think that she. If she, she should I, if be. I could be crude and say if she had a penis, there would be no question and she would be in that conversation without doubt. Oh, yeah. She's getting the props. She's because we're a little bit more of an equal society these days. She's mm -hmm. getting recognized as the genius that she always has been and mm -hmm. of equal value uh, to where Bob is. And let's face it, she invented chords and her musical chops are far above Bob's. He might be able to turn a phrase little bit better than her and he's far more prolific but i i think that those two are of equal value yeah up there. you know i could throw in some others you know i i would definitely put david bowie in um in the, in the top rung because of the influence um there is no 80s new romantic new wave scene without david bowie that just doesn't doesn't happen uh and the ability for him to reinvent himself so many times uh and remain fairly significant yeah, in his uh, in his uh, career up until his demise yeah. is is pretty incredible. Um, you know, I mean, Elvis is the king. Uh, definitely, I have to bring in Linda Ronstadt. Uh, Linda's uh, great. She's a stylist. Um, you know, didn't well, really write many songs. Uh, she yeah, but great performer, but she did great voice, huge had a major voice, huge impact. Voice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so on on the women's side, if we want to talk vocals, the first person I'd put above everybody no questions asked is aretha franklin so well, yeah. uh, she just i mean mm -hmm. i cannot i cannot I, I i i will not uh i will always have tears listening to aretha franklin and i'd say adele is probably um the closest uh, that we've seen uh get I, throw, I throw dolly parton in there maybe uh you know i throw dolly uh i think as, she can as, do more than she does she just chooses not to um you know, that's an interesting take. Uh, you know, she's proved her chops many times over. Um, you know. Uh, she knows her wheelhouse and that's where she, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, and I mean, she's America's sweetheart and an icon and uh, and all that. Um, uh, you know, now, now you're getting into the countryside of things. And, yeah, uh, yeah let's know, not. Let's I mean, not now, now we're in Willie. Now we're in Willie like territory. She's not, in, and, she's uh, not yeah. in the hall. 
Yeah, right. yeah, and, and, and has asked to not be in the right. hall as it stands. Which today. I think is a class thing. What about Janis Joplin? Because I'm thinking not mm -hmm. just the music, not just the voice. I'm thinking about the sexuality, the, the performance, the sheer energy. You know, just the yeah. Very you know. good. Yeah, yeah Janice deserves to it's be in the in, in the conversation. Unfortunately, she dies as she is about to release the album that would have solidified that. You got to remember, Pearl is only about eighty percent done. Um, mm. you know, and there was nothing they could do uh, after the fact, unlike like Jim Morrison, they release who had a bunch of stuff or? sitting around in the can. That they yeah, that's yeah. really And you know what? There's oh, somebody okay. else I'd throw in that in that in this uh, argument. Oh, there's, there's two others. One a little problematic, the other one not so. And the not so is Prince. Uh, mm -hmm. Prince definitely deserves to be in there. Mm -hmm. He yeah. was an amazing, huge talent that could literally do everything all mm. on his own at an a level not yeah now mccartney's like a good all-around he can play bass guitar yeah. drums sing, everything mm -hmm. like that his drumming's really good his obvious his bass playing is top um you know and his guitar's okay and and you know and things like that but i mean just prince could just i mean he could wail like Jimi hendrix okay right. so yeah you know, um, that's that's pretty crazy. So I'd throw he him. Deep, he could go high. Yeah. So yeah. those are all fantastic answers. But I think I, I think what I was going for is that the, maybe the the individual artist that took it from Sinatra to. Uh, you know. So I was thinking. Well, and you have I don't to. Know if, I don't know if that's I what I happened, but maybe as a whole category. That. Yeah. So uh, I mean, are you are you are you just talking Elvis? Uh, talking Elvis, uh, Little Richard, some of the names you came up with is one, the, time, yeah. Time I mean, you know that first like class leaning is, heavily uh, on vocals. though, you're saying, yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 I was kind of yeah. well. Well, well if you want, if you want the the song. best singer, the best singers in rock and roll are two. If you ask me, I mean, on the male side, we already talked about mm -hmm. the female side. On the male side, it's uh, Freddie Mercury and uh, Robert Plant. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, those are the archetypes when it comes to rock and roll. Yeah. Um, right. Now, now, because because those frequencies that they are able to do. So the male high singer works mm -hmm. to sit over the guitar frequencies really nicely. And that's why those guys uh, were, mm -hmm. uh, were so great, especially because, you know, you had somebody like Jimmy Page who did riffs. And, uh, you know, whereas um, somebody like Eddie Vedder fit really nice underneath uh, the Pearl Jam guitarists because they were chord driven and they and it, it, it was a different set of, uh, mm -hmm. of musical uh, notes that uh, that he could use and get away with what are your thoughts on t-rex um well again back to bowie uh you know that's uh, the early glam period the the actual glam period i never re say that the 80s were glammy that's hair metal um uh and uh, yeah mark Bolin was a fantastic songwriter created an original sound uh and has uh, turned out to have uh, legs uh, even though he um you know passed young yeah his, his voice gets up there pretty high too well, apparently there's yeah, a movie, yeah there's a movie out there about bowie and Bolin that imbalanced history did an episode on so that kind of wet my appetite oh, for that yeah right. supposedly isn't ziggy stardust based on bowling uh you know david stole from everybody uh and freely admitted it uh mm. and mm. so anywhere that he could uh, grasp a strong ear or there and cobble something together to create something new i mean but to be honest with you isn't I that mean, the recipe Bol for bowling's the inspiration for the character ziggy stardust is what i mean mm. 
I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I don't know about that. I, I, there's some of that in there, but you know, I mean, there's also, um, you know, um, uh, his mime teachers, uh, mm -hmm. um, uh, Lindsay, what is Lindsay's last name? Or maybe that is his last name, Mark Lindsay. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, his mime teachers uh, in there. Obviously, there's a lot of Japanese influence yeah. uh, in there. Uh, uh, Kabuki theater uh, is, is in there. There's science fiction uh, in there. Uh, there's androgyny, uh, which, you know, Mark Bolin kind of, I, I think there's where maybe you're getting, I think Mark was a little ahead of Bowie on the androgyny side of things, uh, you know, the uh, uh, making uh, uh, sexuality a little more mysterious and making people guess because people love to do that. They love to try to, oh, is he doing this? Is he doing that? And then they put themselves into it and create uh, a deeper emotional connection to the audience. Yeah. Do you Which think he brings was on, Warhol into the music scene. Do you think he was on that type of uh, arc of fame, Bolin? Do you think that he was, in, you know... Did he house? want to be? Did, Would did, he have ever did been? Bowie, did Bowie no, as a matter of fact, I mean, he he kind of started to become a TV he was, presenter. And, he was on, he was on his the downslide already. And yeah. kind of, he was, he was like his fat Elvis period by then. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you think about it, very few uh, artists have been able to transition from uh, period to period. And, uh, you know, you know, I, I love the song Five Years because, you know, besides what it's about, it's it's also that's that's about the length of a pop star gets when when you get right down to it, because musical Usually. tastes change about every five years. And so Bowie figured that out. And because he took him so long to become a star, if you think about it, he starts in about 63, 64, and he goes from band to band. He tries it individually. He tries it with a band. He goes back and forth and back and forth uh, various times. He has one little lucky hit from Eurovision, uh, uh, a novelty song uh, called Space Oddity, which just happened to come out about the same time that uh, the moon landings were occurring. So it kind of fit the zeitgeist. And then he has nothing for three years until Ziggy Stardust uh, uh, arrives. And by the way, that's only a big hit in the UK. It does not transition to America very well. Why? Hmm, I don't know. Maybe that uh, ambiguous sexuality thing yeah. had something to do with it. Uh, you know, we like the puritanical American. Well, pretty big on the coast. There you go. There you go. Yes, yeah. Especially what? at that time. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I remember yep. seeing him on an episode of Dick Cavett, I think, on YouTube. Yeah, great. That's a great interview, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Man, he was. Yeah, that's, I think he's in Thin White Duke by then, if I remember right. Uh, he's got mm -hmm. the shorter red hair and wearing yeah. shoes. Mm -hmm. living, living in LA and living on cocaine, milk, and peppers. <laughs> <laughs> How um, good there was a vegetable. Boy. Before yeah, he went yeah. to Germany and got cleaned <laughs> yeah. up or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but to your point, Phil, yeah, that first class, that first class of uh, 54, 55, um, you know, that is, and it's a small class. It's like less than 10 people when you get right down to it. You know, Bill Haley, uh, you know, um, uh, comes mm -hmm. out as the number one uh, rock and roll song, and you know, that gets the money people's attention. Uh, you know, Elvis is uh, there at uh, Sun, uh, mm -hmm. you know, doing, um, you know, an African-American uh, or, or, or taking from African-American mm. inspiration. And Chuck mm -hmm. is doing the opposite up at Chess Records uh, where he is, um, you know, uh, taking the country 
uh, country music and uh, and putting that into the backbeat. And, uh, you know, and then Little Richard, uh, you know, there's no Elton John or or or, uh, or or David Bowie without Little Richard when you get right down to it. You know, so Carl Perkins in there as well. Little Richard's uh, got a little gospel to him, I think. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. He started off as very much as a gospel singer. If I remember right, he was discovered by Mahalia Jackson. Uh, and um, He deserves to be in that conversation we had earlier. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, a, a lot of those African American artists. I mean, this is all built on their, you know, on the blues. Yeah, right. yeah, and the blues gospel. You know, you can throw the white parts in from country and uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, mountain music. Uh, you know, we might call that bluegrass today. Um, but, right. Uh, well, uh, I knew the Rolling But to your to your point. And, and the thing with David Bowie, and we just, just kind of close this loop here, right. is that every five years, he, even less so, he would just throw yeah. away what he was throw doing. Throw away his old persona so that he could invent a new one. Be, be relevant. And he would scour the clubs, uh, the, uh, the, the uh, you know, independent uh, records and things like that to see what the next thing was so that he could be on top of it. And most people didn't do that. And to your point, Mark Boland did not he mark bolin yeah. sounds like mark bolin sounds like mark bolin yeah, yeah. well yeah, bowie was relevant all the way up to the end that last album black star mm -hmm. oh black star yeah, that was the most relevant album. yeah that's crazy yeah yeah that's, yeah, so, yeah and he, he awesome. went back to his original you know his older brother was huge huge jazz freak and uh he's the one that kind of turned him on to music his stepbrother and uh or ex mm -hmm. actually half brother and uh um uh, and it was jazz uh, that started off. You know, Bowie is a sax player, sax, uh, yeah. and uh, and so to come back well, and really make a jazz yeah. album to call him the sax player is a little album. generous, maybe, but yeah, uh, he does yeah, he does play know, the sax. Yeah, he does play the sax. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now yeah, I, I noticed that nobody mentioned Michael Jackson. I that was my problematic choice. <laughs> so, uh. so he's a little problematic, but I mean, come because on, he's so uh, pop. Well, I don't care about that. I, I, yeah, I'm yeah. concerned about, about okay. the allegations that have been right, made. Right. And, well, but, you know, I, 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 think, yeah. I think we should separate the art from the artist. Uh, I, I, I'm a believer that, uh, you, know, um, you, know, uh, you know, people come in all shades of, um, of not just color, but, uh, you know, mm. how they are personality-wise. Uh, and while he um, did some horrible things or has been alleged to do some horrible things when there seems mm -hmm. to be some pretty compelling evidence to that. Um, okay. You know, I mean, I, I believe me, I, I can make an argument looking back uh, at his childhood, uh, what he had to do endure. with at, yeah. at endure is a great word uh, and how that would psychologically screw up anybody. Uh, right. the, 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 you know, let's just take the trappings of fame from the time he was about nine. Um, and With an abusive that, parent. Exactly. And in a, a rather cultish type of religion um, can create, um, you know, that, that's a recipe for... for Any of uh, those three disaster. things can cause you to go off rails. Yeah. But let's Put them all together. That. It would be yeah. amazing if he was mentally healthy. It, exactly. Exactly. So mm -hmm. uh, let, let's strip all that but, away and just yeah. look at the music. And mm -hmm. I, I mean, you cannot deny the talent yeah. uh, as a singer, as mm -hmm. a stylist, as a yeah. dancer, 
as a writer, as a producer. I mean, um, he was pretty incredible uh, yeah. as, as an artist. Uh, right, there. right. So he deserves it's... to be in the conversation for that reason. Oh, um, so and, uh, voice got really high too. He writes the songs. Oh, Barry Manilow. Yeah, shouldn't we? I mean, uh, there's got to be influence there. You can't just I say mean, you write the it's, songs. It's completely. Then... It's completely. <laughs> no, no, no. Let me give what? you the trophy. You win. It, yeah, okay, but it really probably won some Grammys. How many songs he's written? Well, what about Bert that Bacharach? other artists he's have a done? Songwriter Neil Diamond. You know? Neil right, Diamond right. Was a well, how, about, how about Max Martin, who you know writes half the songs today? Uh, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. Um, Hey, look, I can appreciate any kind of music, including uh, Barry Manilow. Don't forget that Midler comes out of Barry Manilow world right. or, or mm -hmm. vice versa. So, yeah. uh, and um, so, but I didn't know at that the same makes time. Because um, their know, initials are the same. They should have just called themselves the BMs. <laughs> yeah, I wonder uh, why they yeah. didn't do that. Yeah, because well, be you weren't around, Aaron. <laughs> 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 present them with that, they would have gone, "Oh my God!" Uh, um, well, it's but, got a uh, negative kind of uh, You know, it's it's um. Uh, I, I wouldn't say Barry Manilow has been extremely influential. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm just his, talking influence. Yeah, yeah, his his In influence is pretty Chevy Chase minimal. movies. It's pretty extensive. <laughs> yes, but they're 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 they're. You got your foul play. Influential. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did love foul play. That's a good movie. I see you working. It's all the so it's all I, the uh, Barry Manilow. I'm not sure I put Barry Manilow up on the Rushmore. <laughs> okay. I put him in Vegas. Oh, I'm not yeah, putting him up in the Rushmore. I put him in the I put him in the Mount Rushmore that's you know, in Vegas because so, so that would be a fake one, right? That would be a fake. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta have something to hold Mount Rushmore up. You have something under it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's plenty others I'd throw up there before I well, ever yeah. got to Barry Manilow. Uh, okay. Yeah. So well, like I said, I'm not the up. music person. Well, I'm, Lisa I'm a, is actually reputedly tone deaf, which I, I think is the only person I've ever met that that is. Yeah. I really I, am. I, I believe uh, GlaxoSmithKline has something for that, a pill you can take for that nowadays. I, I also uh, suffer from misophonia. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, GlaxoSmithKline. So, somehow we work the misophonia conversation into every episode. But. Yeah, right. It's usually you doing it. Well, let's let's look at rock and roll from mm -hmm. a high level, like thirty thousand foot, as we say. Right, like mm -hmm. rock and roll archaeology does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're talking about like a seventy-plus year span of music history and the mm -hmm. history of mankind. Yeah. Well, are we though? Now, if there's a hundred years, how much rock and rolls in the last twenty? Um, well, white know, stripes I, and yeah well yeah, oh yeah well, well hey look monoskin uh, just uh, mm -hmm. you know was big uh, this last year yeah. um it's it's rare but it's still around um and it will mm -hmm. i mean fish never stopped putting out new stuff yeah, yeah 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 but who goes to fish concerts to listen to the songs yeah. you go to listen to the jams uh and, i, I um, listen to every yeah song. i, hey, I, mean, I could go down that road for a long time with the aaron uh, oh, yeah. you know, there was there was two years in the 90s where i literally only listened to fish nobody yeah. else ever there was a, there's a that too. That's all I listened to but, <laughs> because uh, I was in back to Aaron's car. <laughs> so back to your, your thirty thousand foot. Oh, played on this. Yeah, that was an experience. 
So we just we just live in a fragmented uh, musical universe today. Um, we lived in a monoculture when uh, when uh, rock and roll was born, and uh, that continued. Uh, and you know, we we start to see some of that build. In fact, our last uh, big um, you know big episode, uh, episode twenty one. Uh, Guitar Mageddon is kind of where that first little bit occurs, and it starts in the '70s, where you where where radio programming, uh, uh, the audience itself, tribes uh, of the audience begin to separate themselves. Uh, you know, uh, you know, if you went to high school in the '70s, you know, you had the Heshers over there, you had the Disco mm. Kings over here, uh, you know, the Folkies over there, and so uh, you know, you had this different separated. Uh, musical genre. So it starts there. You get in the 80s and it gets even bigger uh, because black music becomes, you know, a, a, a legitimized uh, 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 art form uh, through mainstream um, and uh, mainstream radio and, and obviously mm -hmm. MTV. Uh, and, uh, and of course, MTV changes things dramatically. You start to see the pop acts come. And with that, you, you see the rise of the female artist to the point now where when we began this story in 1954, uh, it's almost completely dominated by men. Today, mm -hmm. the music industry on the artist side is dominated by women. Uh, you look at those charts and it's, you know, St. Vincent, Adele, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, Megan Thee Stallion, uh, Cardi B, uh, uh, on and on and on. Taylor Swift. I don't care where you go. It is it is very heavily weighted. You're right about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I read in an interview. That's not a knock. Okay, we have to mention Pink. And I got to throw in my Lady Gaga in there, too. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I, love I think is the, she's, yeah. Probably, yeah. she's probably the most talented artist to come around in the last 10 right. years. Complete mm -hmm. artist. I mean, she could, you know, if you watch the Grammys a couple of weeks ago, she literally owns the jazz standards. I believe you know, she's going her, to. If you saw her on the yeah, Grammys yeah. a couple of years ago, she fronted Metallica. You right. Know, uh, right. And she could do anything in between. Uh, so, um, you know, I call her the. the Doesn't she already artist. have a Tony? Um... She's almost an EGOT. Yeah, she's, yeah. I think she's, I, I think she wondering. doesn't have a Tony. She doesn't have a Tony yet. So she's I know John Legend so is an EGOT, correct? Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she did win an Oscar for, um, for the so. song for uh, Shallow. Star is Born. Yeah, for, for Star yeah. is Born. And of course, obviously, mm -hmm. lots of Grammys. Uh, and mm -hmm. I think she, and she won an Emmy for American uh, Horror Story. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. so, yeah, so she's an ego. Mm -hmm. Yes, she's just missing the Tony. So, but when I thought she already I saw, had her Tony, I saw in this interview that you did. She's got to work on that. That you, <laughs> she'll get there. Got to get you know, When she came on, when she came I on, I believe in it. 2009. Um, I immediately my ear went, what? What is that? Because she had a whole different sound. Uh, right. That was unique. She reinvents very, herself very quick. Uh, a la Bowie. Uh, so she learned all the right lessons. Uh, kind of like uh, how mm -hmm. Prince. You know, you you take Prince. If you want to strip it down, there's a little James Brown, there's Jimi Hendrix, and there's Sly uh, in there. And that's those are the building blocks, the basic building blocks. Mm -hmm. with, with Gaga, you know, uh, there's obviously a, a lot more, uh, but you can throw Bowie in there. But immediately when when people were saying, "Oh, she's she's the new Madonna," I said, "Oh no no no, she ain't going." She's much better than Brown. Madonna. She's going after Barbara's crown. 
Uh, mm -hmm. And she has, and that's that's yeah. the, that's the path she took. So anyway, mm -hmm. uh, Phil, I interrupted your question. Oh, that's that's cool. I, I read in an article that you did or an interview that you did that when you started to do rock and roll archaeology, you thought, you know, that rock and roll was basically a complete uh, entity. Yeah. That, you, yeah, that, that this was the time to do it because you had yeah. a beginning, a middle, and an end. And now we yeah. have this... Um, uh, resurgence. Yep. No, resurgence. Yep. 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 Well, but that, the biopics have brought rock and roll with uh, to the younger generation. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, 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 And podcasts have strengthened that. So, so let me answer the question of of, of my my uh, uh, putting mm -hmm. my foot down and and making a line in the sand, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, look, culturally, uh, you know, rock and roll uh, as we understand it, uh, you know, its last big moment is. Um, is around the beginning of the of the millennium here, yeah. Uh, and in fact, the last big genre to make a difference uh, is grunge. Uh, I mean, yeah. that you're you're talking really culturally made a difference. Um, Movies, bands, yeah. Uh, and and, 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 and since then, and since then, there have been what you might call resurgences. But mm -hmm. as opposed to every iteration from the '50s um, to uh, to that grunge period. Mm -hmm it was almost always a movement to a bigger platform. So, you know, in the, in the, in the fifties, you know, again, it's like by 1960, that first class has basically run its course. Elvis is in the army. Little Richard is in uh, the priesthood. Um, Chuck's in jail. Uh, and, you know, it kind of began to wane. And if you listen to American radio, it got soft. Uh, and the establishment thought they'd uh, dodged a bullet. Uh, and it mm -hmm. wasn't until February 9th, 1964. Kingston when, Trio for a while. Yeah, things like that. Yeah. And then, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there was still great black music. Don't get me wrong. Sure, Motown sure. was happening. Uh, you know, uh, Stax mm -hmm. Holt is uh, beginning to happen. And then, but it's the Beatles who, you know, bring it back. And when they do, that is nuclear explosion. And there is, I mean, mm -hmm. it is a rocket ship ride from that moment, literally February 9th, 1964, till about the mid to late 90s. And my proof to that is that the next good rock and roll genre iteration would be the emo uh, crowd, mm -hmm. which kind of starts in the early 2000s, maybe the late 90s into the 2000s. Mm -hmm. You know, it's from that alt rock. Uh, it kind of comes out of that. But that is not, it doesn't, it's not more significant than the grunge. It's not more significant than uh, the, uh, uh, the, of the 80s or, or, or hair metal or, or anything or, or punk or, you know, it just doesn't make that big of a, of a splash in the culture. And that's what I'm talking about. It's a culture. I mean, Debbie, Debbie Harry's touring. Yeah. Yeah. Just saw her a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah. still, still out there happening. And, uh, you know, mm -hmm. that's a, it. And, you know, so I question, I wonder if the artists today will have 50, 60 year careers, um, you know, like the Stones and the Who and some of these other guys do. But I don't know, the more I think about it, the, you know, the more I think uh, maybe it's still possible. You know, I think Taylor Swift is going to be around 50 years from now, uh, you know, singing, uh, you know, she may be playing smaller venues. And I think that's the other thing. That, that's another thing. Um, you know, if you think about it, rock and roll got to the point where they could fill stadiums, you know, a lot. And they still do. I mean. And, and some still do. 
Right, but, right. But very few, not but, in the states. But not as but, much as you yeah, used to. Right. But the, but, but the the other genres to do it by themselves or maybe with one other act is almost impossible. If you ever see yeah. some of these other genres in, in stadiums, they're usually coupled with a large group of Yeah, people it's a festival. Out there. Right, right. Plus it's Garth Brooks, mm -hmm. or who's that one that other country singer? Yeah, there's there's always a few. There's always a few. Probably uh, Blake Shelton could. No, you know. I, don't, I, I think well, Arita's. Well, right. just because oh, we're, we're talking 60, 70, 80,000 people. Yeah. Right, right. Well, yeah. Which, which the Rolling I mean, Stones can still do, and they're yeah. like 80 years old. So. Who plays at the Who plays at the baseball stadium? That's what you have to look at. Yeah. It was yeah. just uh, McCartney recently in Cincinnati, was it? Mm. I, no, I remember all the Facebook posts. Somebody was posting live. Somebody like that who was playing at the ballpark. But yeah, yeah, it's yeah, but but the ballpark it that's like a an almost that's uh it, it's fifty thousand ish. Right, but I mean, you know, usually there's a game too. Was this without a game? Yes, yeah, so well, without. Yeah, a game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The be Beach Boys awesome. did used to play uh, after uh, the Angel Reds Stadiums, game. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and Angels games. Yeah. Right, they had them every year. Mm -hmm. yes. Annual Beach Boy concert. Yeah. But, so yeah, what my, is that? My neighbor it, broke his hand surfing on the on the uh, seats at Riverfront. Oh, right. <laughs> so a hundred years from now, if there is a hundred years from now, do I know that neighbor? Where is that fifty to seventy years going to stand up against Mozart? You know, mm -hmm. uh, Glenn Miller in the swing era, rap. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, well, yeah, the music. With it, that it's hard to say, but about it depends on what happens generation. between now and then. Um, well, uh, if I can, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, hey, look, classical music uh, still yes. exists; it's still being played out there. Um, although they're they're having a hard time trying to put uh, yeah. butts in the seats. They, they need your pledges. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Unfortunately, that's where my misophonia can come in. Yeah. Individual yeah. instrument situations. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, swing jazz, um, you know, the big band era uh, had its moment. And, um, you know, I'm sorry, you just don't see a lot of swing uh, bands out there. Uh, you know, in fact, uh, you know, what, what's the biggest swing band in the world right now is Postmodern Jukebox. Uh, when mm. you get right down to it and all they, they still have the a bunch of rock and pop songs. And Are the squirrel nut zippers still out there? Nut zippers, yeah. Cherry poppin' daddies or whatever. Yeah, but that's it, it, kind of like swing with a rock and roll edge to yeah. it, uh, sort yeah. of thing. Um, so, Mighty Mighty um, Boston's. Yeah, I, you know, I just don't. <laughs> I, Scott, I, eh? I, I don't see that, mm -hmm. um, you know, continuing on. I mean, there'll always be people that get into to that, but you know, the thing about rock and roll and and why it, you know, might have these legs and uh, stay much longer than anybody else, is because it's three chords and uh, a couple of folks and you have a band and anybody mm -hmm. can do it it's literally a democratized form of of music and because mm -hmm. it's electrified uh you can sound way bigger than uh than you would uh if you were uh trying to do this acoustically so there's it's it, it fits a lot of categories of the modern world i mean it is i mean you think about it it is it's electric 
it's you know it's the first mm -hmm. music form that's built around this thing that's still fairly new called electricity that we've mm -hmm. harnessed and have turned into it it has industrial sounds uh to it which fits the industrial age and i personally think that's why it worked so well and went on for so long is because it kind of mm -hmm sounds like the world that it inhabits uh, yeah. whereas today the we're world not in the industrial is, is, age anymore no, we're in the information age and therefore the the prime mm -hmm. if you think about it in the, in the rock and roll age the primary tool uh for composing was was either the piano or really the electric guitar right and mm -hmm. so uh today it's the computer and uh, and the keyboard and so it is uh it's, it's, it's got a, a different, it, it sounds like the world that we different feel the information age. Yeah. 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 Well, so 500 years from now, rock and roll, uh, will still be the common man's music, um, uh, out there. Uh, now I'll say the, the great age of composing is, is over. No, nobody's going to be able to write a, a song that Bob Dylan and the Beatles and the Stones and the Who and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the Allman Brothers and Bruce Springsteen. Well, there will be a few, else has, probably. Has uh, you know, there's always a few, but you got to remember, this was coming out every week. Right. Mm -hmm. Two or three, which you look back and go, oh my, I mean, have you ever the looked at the charts from like 1971? You, it's like almost mm -hmm. half of that, those charts are are legendary, iconic songs or and or albums. Right. So it's, um, you know, it, it's it's going to be hard to beat. I hope it does. I, you know, and, and and I hope to be wrong, and I hope something does come around that is just as significant culturally as this music was um, you know, of the the last seventy years. You know, abandoned. I think has really been relevant and passed along to the generations. Uh, is Pink Floyd? I can, I'm yeah, always yeah. floored by how many young people yep. continue to discover. I completely agree. They, they um, smoked their first joint and buy Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, hey, I did too. Um, you know, uh, I mean, I think I, 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 if you think about Dark Side of the Moon, it, it's really just a, a lyrically, it's just like the various stages of life. <laughs> you know, with a heartbeat uh, all the way through. Yeah, you can, you can, you can kind of like pick up as a teenager of like, oh, this is. Oh, run rabbit run. Oh, I got to make a paycheck and oh, I'm going to get old. The, the the iron bell will toll for me and you know mm -hmm. on and on and on. And um so, you know, there's that uh uh you know and then to take wish you were here and animals uh to to follow up uh with those two uh gave a deeper uh exploration and explanation to society at large because that's something that's very interesting uh, interesting to roger waters uh the primary lyricist at the time and and couple that uh, complete uh, into uh, the magnus opus that uh, we know as the wall uh mm -hmm. here which which is a really great single album and uh and an okay double album but one hell of a show yeah mm -hmm. i hear they're going to release a new song in support of Ukraine, they did. I heard that oh, the other day. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really care much for it. Uh, and number mm. one, Roger Waters is not a part of it. Uh, yeah. Which, I come on, guys, That's really, right. we all could have got Floyd. together to. If this was the point of that, then you know, then, then bring the three surviving members together to, um, you know, to, to to do it and and utilize. Or just do it not as do it as like an individual thing and not as Pink Floyd. 
Yeah, well, I know, uh, you know, there's a big court case over who owned the name and uh, oh. the three, the three, uh, Richard Wright and David Gilmore and, um, uh, mm -hmm. um, oh, damn it, the drummer, I should know. Dick uh, Mason. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, Mr. Mason, mm -hmm. uh, you know, own the, 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 the name. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we should probably start winding down a little bit, but I do have. What? You know, I thought we were just getting started here. Yeah, right. <laughs> he he likes I, it. He needs. We, he has categories. I'm just did we have a it. '90s anniversary where like a whole bunch of albums or CDs were released on the same day? It was like a Red Hot Chili Peppers and Pixies, and uh, there were like four or five of them. Maybe that went on to become yep. important classics. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. Classics, yeah. By the way, I do like the new Chili Peppers album. I think that's the best album that they've done in decades. I haven't liked a Chili Peppers album in a long time. I yeah, have to check yeah, the new one yeah. out. Maybe. So, so it's it's actually pretty good. This is the, the I, I was like I don't know where did Anthony go to learn to sing. I'm like oh my god, mm -hmm. he sounds good. So, so but pandemic. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe that's what he did. Spent pandemic well, voice practice. Uh, I did want to ask, like, if there is. There, there, you know, perhaps we have some other podcasters listening to us and maybe they would like to see it look into becoming part of the network or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If somebody, like I have a couple, like if somebody wanted to do that, what kind of process and benefits would there be to joining the Pantheon Network? And, and he's not asking for himself in any way if he does do a future We're music podcast. Asking for a friend. <laughs> Asking for a friend. Yeah, asking um, for a friend. <laughs> well, uh, we we have a, a very stringent uh, 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 process that uh, mimics the uh, the Olympics uh, to get into the pant. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we do call it the House of the Gods. You know, Pantheon is the House of the Gods. Um, <laughs> now, uh, uh, hey, look, uh, you know, we're always we're always looking for uh, for new uh, music podcast shows. The first thing I would tell anybody if coming up on a hundred shows, right? Coming up. Yeah. Uh, if anybody has a music podcast out there in podcast land, the first thing I would do too is go to the Alliance of Music Podcasters or AMP on Facebook and join that Facebook group. Uh, so you are uh, uh, mixing with uh, others of doing the like-minded. Um, and, uh, and then from there, uh, you know, you can contact uh, Peter and I, Peter Ferrioli, and uh, and I run the network, uh, and uh, we take submissions. We get submissions several times a week. Um, I will say at this period, at this point, with the, the number of shows, you know, we are looking for things that fill a need for for us. Uh, you know, we don't want to oversaturate oversaturate um, a particular genre. Uh, mm -hmm. or a take, um, you know, so, so come at us with something unique, original, um, you know, podcasting and is growing. Filling a new need, yeah. Yeah, two guys on a microphone, um, you know, they, we've got a lot of those uh, out there uh, right now. Um, uh, you know, we, we met with somebody today that's got a, a really, really great, interesting podcast, and it's called 51st Gigs, of which they're focused on uh, Guns N' Roses. Uh, they have um, they have a lot of uh, of unique um, uh, artifacts 
uh, mm. from uh, one, of, one, of, one of the producers is very, very close to Slash and was, was a friend of his as a child and documented the creation of Slash going, you know, going to the strip mm -hmm. to be uh, in a rock and roll band and then ending up in Guns N' Roses. And um, so, and it's, it's an, ex it's an extent, it's like rock and roll archaeology if it was just dedicated to Guns N' Roses. The one band. So, yeah, so things like that are, are interesting. You know, fictional uh, is a new uh, thing that's up and coming uh, with a lot of sound design. Uh, and uh, there's a couple of new shows out there that uh, are of interest. Uh, that's a, a unique take. Um, so, you know, we're, we're now kind of, and it's not just us, it's just the industry itself, um, which has professionalized over the last couple of years. Uh, mm -hmm. And there'll always be hobbyists. It's just like, it's just like music, you know, there's, there's yeah. the professional class that have record contracts and go out on tours. And then there's the cover bands that, uh, and tribute bands that are all over the play, world. Play the uh, local bars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's going to be like that. But, you know, uh, we, we are a professional podcasting company. And so, you know, we're looking for things that fit a need for us uh, that continue to grow uh, our audience out there. Yeah. Now, I have a question about biopics and casting. Um, yeah. I recently found out that Pete Davidson has been cast as a Ramon. Uh, <clears throat> really? Um, which one? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I guess. I think Joey? it's. Um, Joey? it's I think so. Yeah. I think so. Howard I mean, Stern's going to be Joey, man. Oh, got to be. Yeah. Too old. He's too old. He's too yeah. old to, to play that. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, um, uh, hey, I, you know, they can do some crazy things. I don't know if you watched the Pam and Tommy on Hulu. Yeah, oh, we did. We did just recently. I, I enjoyed God, that. Did she not look like exactly? Oh my like God! Oh, right. Now, of course, they used a lot of prosthetics. Uh, yeah. And makeup, hair and makeup together. Well, they had there. to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but you know, she nailed it. Um, he had. There were moments with him. Where you know it was more performance with him than uh, an attitude. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he, he's not six foot three to begin right, with. Right, right. Uh, so you know, and lanky and right. know, just mm -hmm. almost. Gotta be careful getting well, too much well, into ant anatomical. Well, anatomical. Well, just to bookend this uh, here, uh -huh. what about Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al? That's right. I know, right? I uh, I, who would have, who would have when I first that? heard that, I was. Huh. He's about six inches uh, shorter. Yeah, no, more than that. He's my height. <laughs> yeah. He's short. Al's for a tall man. dude. Right, right. We'll stand him on a peach yeah. crate. He'll be fine. I, right, I, I exactly. believe. I believe uh, the reason. Where Al's approved it, and it is funnier die. Well, well, so, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. this is not this is not a straight biopic. It's yeah. not no. the real story of Al, which is. No. really boring when you get right down yeah. to it and he will mm -hmm. gladly admit to that he is not his stage persona right. and his home life are two very different things right and, right you know but they're they're gonna they're gonna turn this into a a rock and roll biopic if you will now the uh -huh. reason i read that he got the gig which mm -hmm. at first i was like really daniel Radcliffe? i, I, I know i just exactly. don't get it but apparently he was on Graham Norton's show a couple of years ago. Uh -huh. And uh, by memory, he uh, recited uh, Tom Lehrer's The Elements um, uh -huh. uh, from, uh, I think it's uh, uh, from the Pirates of Penzance song. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Modern With Modern the I Iamic pentometer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 
So, uh, so uh, you know, uh, uh, we are in a golden age of, um, of rock docs and bio mm -hmm. books. Uh, you know, and I mean, thank yeah. you very much again, uh, your queen shirt there, Phil. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, Rami Malik did a fantastic job. He did. As Freddie, he did. And uh, that biopic is, is as straight as it was, which mm -hmm. is a little funny if you're going to be talking about yeah. Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, it worked. Uh, the, uh, the, I mean, you know, to your point about, about the kids rediscovering, that, right. that, that biopic had a lot to do with that. Um, exactly. And, uh, the kids just ate up that. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, well, to, your, to your alone. point, yeah, yeah. I, I, you, yeah. I mean, it's timeless for a reason. Uh, right. You know, it, it, it's been around for 40 or 50 plus years for a reason. Yeah. My grandson's yeah, yeah. into how, Queen and Fallout Boy. Yeah, yeah. How, how about how about the yeah. Beatles? You know, the Beatles broke up 50 years ago, and yet over Thanksgiving yeah. last year, they were the talk of the town because right. they put because this new dog out. That was so uh, which good. Was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it was I literally watched it twice now. It's yeah, almost I, eight I, hours. I watched it twice before we did a I podcast think, about it. Yeah. I think yeah. television is a factor there too. I mean, you know, big time. Yeah, yeah. And then know, really, I mean, we're talking about- the streamers, the streamers. Those like streamers. the monkeys. Um, yeah. You gotta bring well, by them- by the way, deserve, in the rock, deserve to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Well, I don't, I don't think. Well, I fell in love with them in 1976. They, they eventually played their own instrument. Mom told me I wasn't allowed to yeah, marry well, Davy Jones. Yeah, well, well, hey, two of them came, were, were straight up musicians. Not just Michael Nesmith. Michael Nesmith wrote a song yeah. that was a hit before the Beatles, I mean, before mm -hmm. the Beatles right. ever was a TV show, which is different drum that uh, Linda Ronstadt sang. With the Stone Ponies, right? Right. And uh, and then Mickey Dolenz was a, a right. you know accomplished drummer. I, you know, I didn't I know he was an actual drummer Hart or that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was a drummer know. before the and before Peter the. Tork yeah, played yeah. In, he played yeah, music. Peter, Peter Tork Peter Tork played played music not not professionally, but he played music. And of course, Davy Jones oh. was a was a singer since he, played, he was a kid. He you know, played yeah, that's why David Bowie had to be David Bowie because David Jones was already working. That's right. Yeah. So, do you know what the act was that uh, opened the Ed Sullivan Show before the Beatles? Monkeys. Mm. Sort of. I know that. I know that um, Jimi Hendrix opened for the Monkeys, but I don't think that's yeah. at the Ed no, Sullivan that's Show. No, not, no, no. Uh, but no. Um, uh, no, it was uh, the um, the animals. Uh, no, the Jackie Mason. The, the <laughs> you guys are killing me. <laughs> okay. The cast. The, the cast of. Um, of uh, the Broadway show at Air? the time, no, uh -huh. this is '64. Um, '64. Uh, oh gosh, now, now you lot, maybe lose my train of thought. The, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, I have some more. Uh, um, um, uh, oh, sorry. Oliver. Sorry, we're being Oliver. Oliver. Wow. Oh wow. Really? And you know who was Oliver? Davy Jones. Davy Jones, really. Mm -hmm. I had to turn that off and missed Elvis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Watching that shit. Um, yeah, but you didn't do that back then. No. You know, you watch, yeah. you just watched what you was watched, on because that was what was on. You watched everything. They don't understand. But you know what? On biopics, one of my I don't think it's so necessary many... to be totally historically mm -hmm. accurate in these biopics. You don't have to be yeah. as bad as the Elton John movie that was basically a uh, high school musical. Mm -hmm. But 
you don't you don't have to be uh, religious to a story either like one of my mm -hmm. favorites is great balls of fire about jerry lee lewis and i think that mm -hmm. was like so over the top but the yeah. music yeah, was over the top and um and yeah uh, it, it being over the top is why you know i mean jerry lewis fits the over the top yeah fit him, yeah, fit him yeah. like a glove but um, mm -hmm. yeah he was the actor who mm -hmm. played him it was uh uh, oh, dude. I'm having a scene right. moment, just like uh, just uh, like I do all the time. <laughs> Quick pop from uh, senior moments. Was it was it Taryn Edgerton? Is that is that right? No, <laughs> no, no, no. no uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh, Jerry uh, Lee Lewis. No. Oh, that was um, uh, um, Great Balls of Fire. Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh, darn it, I love his. Uh, I love his. Randy his, Quaid. Yeah, Randy yeah. Quaid. No, yeah. not Randy Quaid. The other. Dennis. Guy. No, Dennis, Dennis Quaid. Quaid. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I think Randy Quaid would have been different. His, I think his smile is reminiscent of Dennis Quaid. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I found that really sexy. The one that was, uh, with Andre the, the other Quaid is um, Clark Shitter's full. I think that's the right. The yeah, right. yeah. 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 <laughs> the, 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 the Andre three thousand version of Jimmy the Jimmy Hendrix story was terrible, not because mm -hmm. of any of the acting or anything. They got no rights to the music. Well, and I hate it when they yeah with the Bowie with the Bowie attempted biopic here recently is yeah without the music you might as well be dead. yeah you're you're a VH1 special yeah that's why I think Bohemian Rhapsody was was awesome because you know it was definitely not historically accurate you know it was all kinds of problems that people pick apart well they just moved things around I you know the basic story is is there you know it's it's Freddie's story I think that they they decided to stick to that right you know so but you know you know if you go read the book if if you want the full details I think Sasha Baron movies movies aren't meant for that you know movies are are very serious so you know I have a I have a query for you three gentlemen yes um okay and it's about a biopic I I here's my idea Tarantino doing a biopic about Motown so you guys put together a director is and a bio. Blood? It doesn't is matter. It could be about a person, uh, a genre, that. a group. Yeah. Do what? Is there enough blood for Tarantino? Is there enough blood? I think so. Yeah. That, that's that, uh, that's going to be his uh, tenth movie. Then he won't have. What any is more. it? Uh, yeah. uh, Michael ja the Jackson Five alone. I'm sure there's enough blood. Uh, Aretha Franklin's life. Uh, there's a oh, lot of blood with Tarantino, Tarantino. So uh, yeah. what well, could be about Iggy Pop? That's wine and a without so much blood. Tarantino should be Iggy Pop. Okay, he cut himself. And, and you have to remember, I'm not or the music yet, person. Better yet, the MC5. You know, imagine Tarantino with the MC5 at the, uh, the 1968 uh, Democratic Convention. Oh, yeah. They were the only band that actually showed up and tried Democratic to Democratic Convention, that would be yeah, intense. Or, or the riots in uh, in Detroit when they when they sent the military in with uh, with tanks. Right. Uh, now, Tarantino <laughs> could do that. To do, I could well, do yeah, that. yeah. But I'm just saying that was just a, yeah. a, you know, to illustrate. I might try to make that one happen, actually. A director <laughs> and a, yeah, that sounds interesting. I'll, I'll get with yeah. Brother Wayne. I'll get with Brother Wayne and talk to him about it. So. Pick, a, pick a biopic you want to see and then put a director with it. Okay. Oh, please! That's it. Yeah, that's that's a, a that's a good one. Okay, you guys go first. Say, Quentin, we want you to we want you to make an eleventh movie. First of all, we, we can't mm -hmm. remember uh, Dennis Quaid. Everybody wants to make an eleventh movie. So, come on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right, mm -hmm. so 
Lisa and I have had a crack at our last question for Christian. So let's let Aaron have the floor here and then we'll let uh -huh. Christian do his socials and let him spend some time with his better half. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, do you have any anything you want to promote? Any charities, any mm -hmm. you know, links? Wow. Well, oh, we got a lot going which, on. I guess I mean, leads you know, into your uh, social media stuff. Yeah, we, we talked a little bit about Pantheon uh, Media and what we're about. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. we're the, the world's largest music. Uh, Pantheon.com or? Uh, pan, uh, Pantheonpodcasts.com. That's plural. Pantheonpodcasts.com. You can find Pantheon Podcasts, plural.com. Yeah. And, and uh, don't forget, it's rock and roll and heaven, not rock and roll and. I mean, I'm sorry. Rock and roll. <laughs> Archaeology with an right. N, yes, not right. an D. All right, 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 right. right. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you know, you you, you mentioned um, uh, charity. You know, we work with the Who uh, on their uh, Teen Cancer America uh, charity. Mm -hmm. uh, they have um, uh, mm -hmm. a group called the Playback uh, Artists, uh, and they actually bring you know. Um, you know, professional musicians into uh, work with these um, uh, what are called adolescent young adults uh, that have mm -hmm. cancer uh, and yeah. through music uh, help, you know, uh, therapeutically, uh, psychologically nice. uh, with them. And what they do is they, they, mm -hmm. they don't go in to just play songs. They bring them in to write a song mm -hmm. uh, and produce it from scratch to finish. Aww. And so we follow that journey of uh of oh, wow. them working with a with an artist and mm -hmm. uh, building a song from scratch and uh being a part of it some uh they write the cool. lyrics some actually get involved some sing some play guitar uh play drums mm -hmm. or what have you uh some do it all uh and it's it's a pretty mm -hmm. pretty incredible that's uh that's called the real me uh, uh mm -hmm. named after the who song of which oh, nice. uh, we, we we mm -hmm. got full rights for that song too quadrophenia song so, yeah, so that's 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 a great uh, little thing to to hang your hat on, uh, yeah. and um, you know we're uh, we're uh, we're busy uh, building original uh, podcasts. Uh, we have uh, a brand new one that kind of started off as the history of MTV, and now it's turned into the history of basic cable television. It's called Basic. Oh, wow. That large launches May eighteenth on uh, the Sirius XM uh, Pandora Stitcher. Uh, site and it will actually be on uh, uh, Sirius XM's channel 106, the volume channel. And Aaron said you added something involving shorts recently? Yeah, so uh, on rock and roll archaeology, mm -hmm. um, you know, it takes uh, Richard and I a good long time to research, write, and argue uh, the uh, the show uh, and mm -hmm. uh, get it written and record and then, yeah. and then produced and put out and uh, uh, so, in fact, that's how the whole damn thing started. So because it takes us so long, uh, we started getting people asking, well, can't you do something else in between? And we ended up doing six originals, uh, mm -hmm. including the Rock and Roll Librarian uh, that you mentioned uh, uh, in right. your email when you, when you came to me at the beginning. Shelly Sorensen, uh, right? Which, which, by the way, uh, Shelly is retiring uh, officially. Um, rock and Roll Librarian. So if there's any Rock and Roll Librarians out there, <laughs> we're interested in that. There you go. Uh, so, PantheonPodcasts.com. Uh, and uh, and uh, you, you got to be a real librarian uh, is all. You don't have to be 
currently a real librarian. You just had to have been a real librarian at one time or another. Yeah, well, she'll be missed. Not today. Yeah, 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 she will be missed. But she is so busy doing so many other things, uh, including playing in several different bands. So, um, mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, you know, we started uh, coming up with all these new things and that's how we got submissions with people and the next thing we know we have 90 shows uh but uh at the same time because um you know uh we're uh, we're still taking a long time to do the rock and archaeology uh, uh big show we came up with let's do shorts single topic uh quick hitters 15 20 minutes long um and uh, we just put the the first two out uh we do put them behind a paywall uh at apple if anybody's interested in looking for the Rock and Roll Archaeology subscription on uh, on Apple uh, mm -hmm. uh, Podcasts, you can find that there. And then after a month or so, we uh, put them into the Rock and Roll Archaeology feed. Mm -hmm. uh, one last thing I'll, I'll leave you guys with is that we do do something a little different than most podcast uh, companies out there is that we have a main feed and an individual feed for every one of our shows. So what that means is that you come on and you have your individual feed, just like you guys do. But then we have our main feed, or we, we like to call it our magazine feed, where we put shows in up to four or five a day uh, that, that you can decide whether to listen to or not. So it's kind of like a magazine. You know, you go through and if the headline means something to you and, you know, you want to read that article, you want to listen to that podcast, you do. And if not, you move on to the next one sort of thing. So, so we're doing a lot of really cool and interesting things over on the, the Pantheon uh, side of things. So, right. As far as social, uh, you know, Pantheon Podcasts, I think, is our uh, Facebook, uh, Pantheon Pods on Instagram mm -hmm. uh, and Twitter. And uh, and I know we just now have a new TikTok uh, yeah. out there. Uh, oh, wow. Pantheon Pods. Do we have a TikTok? We do have a TikTok. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my. Congratulations. Uh -huh. TikTok. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, we're working on it. Capturing all yes, the social. Yeah, I'll have TikTok or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah I have no uh -huh, idea how to get on. I, I refuse to uh, use TikTok so far. Yeah. So is, so. is that uh, is that board of sticky notes behind you part of a archaeology dig? Oh, you're not supposed to see that. Oh no, no. That's, uh, <laughs> actually, that, actually, that is a um, um, uh, a jam board for um, uh, for some live shows. Oh, cool. We're thinking of putting together. Uh, we we were all ready to put out a, a set of live shows in three cities right before the pandemic yeah. hit, and of yeah. course that got put on ice. And uh, so we're just reviving that now. Um, so in the end, we will probably uh, head out on tour uh, mm -hmm. with uh, with some of our shows, and we're we're looking Sounds at doing like something fun. a little differently. Uh, instead of like going from city to city with a show, what we're going to do is go from city to city with the shows that are in that city. That's all because uh, we have yeah. you know ninety plus shows all over the yeah. country, and right. uh, you know major uh, urban areas we can camp out and bring three or four or five shows in and have a night of uh, pantheon uh, podcasting. Right. Well, if you include Cincinnati in there, we'll be glad to uh, you know we'll host you. Well, Cincinnati. Well, I mean I not at our house, I, I, but we'll take I, you I, out to dinner. <laughs> I, I bet you, I bet you Cleveland is on the the list uh, here. I mean, the Rock yeah. Hall of Fame is there, be. And, uh, you know, I mean, Cleveland rocks, right? Um, uh, yeah. and all that. Uh, but hey, so I'm sure one way or another, we'll get Cleveland. to Cincinnati <laughs> in between Cleveland and, and, and California. Yeah, maybe a little. Yeah, and we're Cleveland, close. But to, yes, yeah, we're close to where your wife comes from. From Pittsburgh, yes, that is <laughs> true. That is true. Very all right, Christian, man. You uh, oh, let me do my last question. Okay. Okay. Oh, all right. Uh, Lisa, let's have it. 
I have a last question. Is there anything that we asked that we didn't ask you about that you thought, you know, that you expect or, you know, would have preferred us to? We already mentioned oh, Weird Al. I, I don't think so. I left I out the Ryan Reynolds part. Yeah. He's also on my birthday. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a good uh, group. So, so. Johnny Carson. Yeah. Yep, Johnny Carson, Angley, White Yoakum. I, I got her started. No, I, I, I mean, yes, I could, I could do this all day long. Uh, I really, really yeah. enjoy it. I enjoy talking about rock and roll and music and everything about mm -hmm. it. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I'll leave you with this. Uh, this is, this is, mm -hmm. uh, I believe, a fairly original thought, and that mm -hmm. is, uh, uh, it is said that uh, math is the language of the universe. Well, if that is the case then music is its voice. Ah, uh, mm -hmm. perfect. Thank you, like sir. You have Thank a you, Christian. Oh, you guys are welcome. Uh, it was a pleasure. I really yes, enjoyed it. Yes, it is absolutely nice a pleasure. Yep. Enjoy, mm -hmm. and uh, I, look, I look forward to hearing, uh, hearing myself uh, well, once again. Yeah. On, yeah. On Good luck show. with Pantheon. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you guys. Okay. All right, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll run and uh, have, have, have yourselves a wonderful week. Cheers. You too. Bye. Bye. We good? We have social. Twitter. Yeah, uh-huh, pod. Instagram. Yeah, uh-huh, pod. Facebook. Yeah, uh-huh, pod. Website. www.yeah-uh-huh.com. So let us know. Hit us back. Have a great week. Yeah.